0: KMTT, Kimitzion Teze Torah Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim. It's www.kimitzion.org. Having a new week. Today is Monday. As on every Monday, today's Shiur will be the Shiur in a mitzvah ashavuit, the weekly mitzvah, Harav Vinyamin Tavori. This week we read Parashat B'Shalach where the story of the man is told. The man is the source of the, of the halacha of using Lechem mishneh to eat, use two loaves of bread for Shabbos. So the shir today will discuss the chiyuv the obligation of Lechem mishneh. The Torah says the Torah uses the words Lechem mishneh when it says by the man on Friday, l'aktu Lechem Mishnah, gathered Mishneh bread. Now, the word Mishneh very often means double. Like in uh, Mishneh Torah, we say it's a copy of the Torah, a double of the Torah. And then the Torah says, They took two Omer for each person. Now, when the Torah said, Lechem Mishneh, it's double bread, and they took two Omer, it seems superfluous. So, Rashi has one peirush, which is the more accepted halachic peirush, and the other is an interesting peirush of the word Mishnah. The first peirush of Rashi is Laktu Lechem Mishnah. They found double. Lechem Mishnah, double bread. Shnei HaOmer la-echad. It really is basically what the Torah said right away. The interpretation of Lechem Mishnah is Shnei HaOmer LaEchad. But the other peirush Rashi says, is Medrash Agada, Lechem Meshune, Oto Hayom Nishtana Leshevach Briho Amo. That day, the bread was different, unusual, in a different taste, even a different aroma. So, if a person really would use a regular weekday loaf of bread, but use it twice, according to the first Perush of Rashi, That's all the Torah requires, just to have two breads on Shabbos. But, well, we'll discuss really if the Torah requires it. But if a person would take the normal loaves of bread, he would not have lechem meshune, he would not have unusual bread. And therefore, it's an interesting custom among Jewish people that the challah bread of Shabbos not only is do we use lechem mishteh, the double amount of bread, but we definitely do use a challah that is different and unusual in its taste, in its shape, and its form, from regular lechem. And according to the Perush of Rashi of lechem meshune, special, unique type of bread, it really should be done that way. Now, as we know, that the people went, and they went out on Shabbos as well. And B'nai Israel and HaKadosh Baruch was angry, That Moshe was angry, and said, uh, I told you not that there will be double, why did you not rely on the bracha of the man? The Chassam Salfer has a very interesting observation, in his Perush on Chumash, and as well in his Chuvis, Simen Memvav, in Archaim Simen Memvav, the Archaim, the, the, uh, Chayim, the Chasim Sofer, says something that I think instinctively we can all identify with. He said, Ravcha levesu meshechiach. The Gemara says that there's always more room for something tasty. When a person eats and you feel something is good, there's always more room. Friday night, B'nai Yisrael sat down for the Shabbos meal, and they had a special taste in the man. Perhaps we would use the perush of lechem mishune, special bread, berecho v'tamo, both in its aroma and its taste, and they ate more than usual. And therefore, they were really afraid that if they ate more than usual, they would really be hungry on Shabbos. They wouldn't have enough food for Shabbos. So he said, because somehow there's a special bracha in the Shabbos food, that it fills you up. Therefore, even though they really did not have the same amount on Shabbos that they normally would have had because they ate more Friday night, but yet they should have relied on the bracha of Baruch Hu and shouldn't have looked for more man. Now, of course we know that this source of man, that they had Lechem Mishnah, is the source of the Jewish custom that we have Lechem Mishnah on Shabbos. Is this a real halacha, a biblical requirement to have Lechem Mishnah on Shabbos that we really learn from here? L'aktu Lechem Mishnah? Or is only... An asmachta of a uh, somehow a rabbonon that attached it to the idea of Lech and Mishnah, but it's a not a chiv of the Torah. The Zohar definitely thinks that it's a mitzvah of the Torah, and he uses the words clearly that it's a mitzvah of the Torah, and he says, Shis Midaraisa. That midaraisa you have to have six breads. How, we'll get to in a minute how we have exactly six. But the Zohar really thinks the words shis midoraisa, that you have six of the Torah, means there are six chalas of the Torah. How does that happen? So it seems that you have to have two chalas for every meal. So since there are three meals on Shabbos, it seems that the Zohar thinks that the three meals are doraisa. And the Shneha Lechem, to have double bread, is also Daraisa. Two times three equals six. And therefore, there's six Lechem on Shabbos. And he even uses gematrias and ideas of how do you, why do you have six? But really, his theory is that six times two is twelve. And you have twelve Chalas on Shabbos. How does he figure out there are twelve? Well, not that I'm an expert in understanding what the Zohar says. The Zohar is found in Raya of Mehemna and Parsha's Pinchas. But it might be that the Zohar simply thinks if you have six chalas and you cut six chalas and you cut them in half, so then you have twelve halves. And altogether, the twelve, the twelve faces, ke'ilu, the lechem upon him, the, the yud-based anpin of the Zohar, is the a concept of lechemishna. We eat six The Vav, the letter Vav itself is comprised of Vav Vav. When we see the letter Vav, we only see a single Vav. But when we pronounce it, we pronounce it Vav Vav. So it's like there's six on one side, six on the other side. When you cut the the chalas, so you have 12 12 lechem. And according to Zohar, the idea of having 12 lechem on Shabbos is keneged lechem apanim is because of the 12 breads that were in the of HaMikdash from week to week. And we should have 12 breads. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, there's a Hasidic or Kabbalistic custom to have 12 chalas at each meal. But the idea of the Zohar is that a biblical obligation to have three three meals of two chalas and it, when you cut them, you get 12. In the Zemiras that we sing on Shabbos, we say in the in the, in the, in the Zemer of the Ari, Asad del Sudasa, that is sung on Shabbos morning, so you say Lantame Baruch Hu will reveal the reason of the twelve breads, which are a letter of the name. So, I, to explain the concept of Zohar, one has to really understand what the the Kabbalistic understanding of Oz means. But the idea of that. There are 12 lechems, apparently 12 breads, according to the Zohar, seems to be a, almost a biblical concept that you have to have 2 times 3 times 2. Other, uh, many poskim have, have raised this issue and discussed whether the, in, this law is indeed Doraisod uh, Rabbanon. For our purposes, I'll quote the Chida in his Sefer Bircha Yosef, Siman Tafesh Ches. He has a, an interesting discussion in terms of priorities. Because we know that Ner is a very important mitzvah. And the question is if a person really could only afford one thing, Ner or wine for Kiddush, which takes precedence. And he wants to discuss if, really, in that context, he said the, the, the din of Ner is the Rabbanon, but it's a very important Rabbanon because it's based on Pirsum Hanais, on publicizing and becoming more aware of the miracle. And the th- then you have to discuss if the three Sudos and Lechem having Lechemishna is Doraisa Drabanan. And he quotes a Mechlokes, the Bach, the Prechadash think it's Drabanan, whereas the Taz think it's daraisa. Be that as it may, there is a Mechlokes if this Chiyuv is a real Chiyuv Doraisa or Chiyuv Drabanan. But nevertheless, it's a minhag Yisrael. Of course, we all know that we all have this custom of using Lechem Mishnah on Shabbos. The Gemara in Shabbos, that's Kuf Yed mentions a little more in detail exactly what you're supposed to do. So the Gemara there says there are three three different people in the Gemara. So the names in some in some texts and some Rishonim have different names. For our, for our purposes, it's easy enough. It's easy enough just to do one, two, and three. The first opinion of the Gemara in our Gemara, it's the name of Rav Abba, it says. There is navigation to to Liftzua. Now, what does Liftzua mean? Liftzua means to make the bracha. Does it mean to cut? So Rashi says Liftzua means Birchas Hamotzi. The bracha, the mitzvah is to make a bracha on mishnah. And then the Gemara says This, according to Rashi, seems to be. The same is the first opinion. The first opinion said you should take two loaves of bread, but cut one. And a Rav Abba, the next person comes and says, I saw someone who did that. He took two and he cut one. According to this, it seems that the bracha has to be made on the Lechem Mishnah, Not necessarily to eat the Lechem Mishnah. In fact, we don't even cut one bread at this meal. But the idea is to make the bracha it's reported in the name of Reb Chayim. it's in Masora, it's been reported in the name of Masora, the fourth volume of Masora, has a, a comment in the name of Reb Chayim, that from this Rashi, we can see that you don't really have to eat from the Lechem Mishnah. What's the practical difference? So, according to his reasoning, a person could listen to the person who has two chalos, the person makes hamotzi on two chalos, he would cut one. But the people sitting there don't have to eat necessarily from the bread that he cut. They can have a piece of bread in front of them, not Lechem Mishnah. And they would say, Lechem Mishnah, because he made the bracha. A similar question is made by Kiddush. If a person hears Kiddush, does he have to drink the wine? Is there a difference between the meal Friday night and Shabbos? But that's not, that's not Arisha right now. This comment of, Re- of Reb Chaim, that's quoted in the name of Reb Chaim, Seems to be against the P'sak of the Shulchan Aruch in Siman Kuf Samach The Shulchan Aruch says, "Tzarech lechem chutz The people, each individual person, should have his own lechem He's referring to a case where the people sitting there want to eat without having to be- wait for the Bal habayis, to give them from his from his uh, lechem that he cut. On his hamotzi, and the Mishnah spells it out clearly. The im ein l'fnaykal echad may amesubim lechem mishne harayim tsrichim l'smolchal abotzei ashi eshlefan avlechem velita may also lechem. If they don't have their own lechem Mishnah, so every all the guests, all the people sitting at the table, have to rely on the person who's making the bracha, who has the lechem Velita may also lechem, and they have to eat that bread. And the Sharetzion says, this is a quote from the Balatanya, from the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, that you do have to eat from the Lechem Mishnah. In the Masara, I said, there's a tradition in Reb Chaim that you don't have to eat from Lechem Mishnah, but you have to only hear the bracha on Lechem Mishnah, which seems to be the first opinion of the Gemara. Then the Gemara has another comment. Rav Zeira have a akula shei Rav Zeira used to cut... Akula Sheirusei. Now what does Akula Sheirusei mean? So Rashi says, Prusa gadola. When you cut the khala on Shabbos, you should cut a big piece. It seems to me that's what many people do. They cut the khala in half. When you cut the khala in half, you're not just cutting a piece. You're cutting a big, big piece of, of challah. And then you can break that up into smaller pieces, give it out. But Rashi says, Prusa gadola V'dayla Bala Suda. So you should cut a big poor part of the challah, which in, will have enough in it for the ent- entire meal. And Mashi says, that's covered Shabbos. It seems that this is a person who shows that he likes the meal of Shabbos, and he's really going to eat a considerable amount. The Gemara then goes on to discuss, is this considered a bit of gluttony? That uh, is it does it look like, appear like gluttony, and the Gemara explains that because it's a mitzvah, because of Shabbos it's not considered gluttony be that as it may, according to Rashi, all the opinions of the Gemara seem to be that you do make a bracha on Lechem but you need only cut one of them and the only thing is, one opinion of the Gemara is that you should cut a bigger portion than normal, a to have for the entire meal. The Rashba has a completely different interpretation of the Gemara. He doesn't relate as much to the first two opinions of the Gemara. When it says, "butza Achada, person cut one, it could be that he really thinks that the first opinion is to cut one. But then he has, Akula Sherusa, a different pshat. He says, I don't understand Rashi's pshat, because to cut a, lo- a big piece of bread would not be at all considered gluttony. That's enough for the meal. So he said, It seems to me that when the Gemara says he cut Kula it means he, he cut all the loaves. And because the Gemara had said before one person was Botzei the Gemara said the first person cut one. So therefore, he said he cut Kula Sherusa, cut them all. Now, of course, the question is, what does all mean? Does all mean both? Or what would happen in a case where there would be more than two? For example, they put out a lot of rolls. I don't know why. They put out a lot of uh, breads. According to, I said, there might be a Hasidic of putting out 12 challahs. So the Rashba himself said Akula Sherusa, and he does not explain how many they were. In the Maiserav, the Maisa Rav is a list of customs of the Vilna Gaon. People who observed certain observances of the Vilna Gaon mentioned, noted in this little book called Maisa Rav, the Minhagim, certain customs of the Vilna Gaon. In Number Kufchav Gimel, it says there that the Vilna Gaon followed the Rashba. The Vilna Gaon really, each challah, at each meal, cut to two. But one time, the it says in the in that Maaser one time they brought before the Vilnagon a whole bunch of chalas and he cut every single one of them. So it could be that we really have two different understandings of what Kula Sherusa could be. Perhaps Kula Sherusa could be both, or it could be every bread in front of you. Since the bread is put in front of you, Luchavet Shabbos, it's part of Luchavet Shabbos to cut that bread. As we said before, according to Kabbalah the idea of cutting two is to have two times three times two. That at each meal you cut two, once you cut two you get four, you get altogether twelve. It would seem that the Kabbalistic interpretation would be only to cut two, not to cut more than two. The idea of hitting the number twelve of the Lechem Hapanim. Now, this mechlokas between the Rashba and the and Rashi seems to be very straightforward mechlokas. According to the Rashi there's no such opinion as cutting more than one challah a meal. Whereas, according to the Rashba, there's a real idea of cutting both challahs, two challahs, maybe all the challahs. Now, let's think for a minute what really happened in the desert. B'nai Yisrael, normally, in the time of the Torah, and not only that, but even later on in history, we find that the custom was to eat two meals a day. People used to eat what we would call a brunch, and perhaps what we would call a lopper. In between lunch and supper, so if there were two meals a day, on a normal day, a person would have two loaves: one for the first meal for the brunch, and one meal, for, one loaf for the lupper So on Friday, when B'nai Yisrael went to get the daily bread, they found double. So they had obviously had enough bread for four meals. When they baked the bread, when they had the the loaves, as if it were, they had loaves of bread. So in the morning, they had, they ate one loaf. It was Friday, but they ate a loaf on Friday. Now they have three loaves left. So Friday night, at the table, there certainly could be Lech Mishnah. Let's assume they ate one. If they cut two, it would be hard to understand what they did. They cut one, and now they have two more. For Shabbos morning, they still have two left. And Shabbos morning, they cut another one. So now, for the meal later in the day, they have one loaf of bread, which would suffice them to satisfy their hunger. But obviously, they didn't cut every meal to chalas, because if that would have been, they wouldn't have had they wouldn't have had any more for Shabbos uh, for Shabbos in the afternoon. They wouldn't have had their leper because they cut one in the morning on Friday, one, two Friday night in the morning they couldn't cut two, they would only have had one, and they wouldn't have had anything left. So, apparently, that's the Svarah of Rashi. Rashi says, we do exactly what they did in the Midbar. In the Midbar, they ate two meals a day, they had four chalas, so they put up Lechem Mishnah at every meal, and at every meal they had Lechem Mishnah, but they only cut one of them. In fact, at Shalashudis, at the meal that we would call the lupper on Shabbos afternoon, they wouldn't have even had lech Mishnah, which we will discuss again. The According to the Rashba, how can you how could they have done that in the Midbar? The answer must be that according to the Rashba, we don't eat lech or we don't have lech Mishnah, merely to remind us of what happened in the Midbar. But there's a concept that everything on Shabbos is kaful. Shabbos has a double bracha. Zachar v'shamar, shnei haomer, everything about Shabbos is double. So even the meals on Shabbos should be double. It's true that in the Midbar that's not what was done, but iske Shabbos kafulim. Shabbos has a double bracha. We have a neshama yaseira, we have two Nishamas, we have two lechem, everything is double on Shabbos. Of course, the practical difference would seem to be, that do we have to have Lechem Mishnah for Su'udash Lishit at all? Now, we're assuming that on Shabbos there's an obligation of Su'udash Lishit. Our custom, of course, is that we eat Friday night, Shabbos we eat the main a main meal, and then we have what we call the, the Su'udash Lishit, or Shalash Shudas. Do you have to have Lechem Mishnah for Shalash Shudas? In the man, if you would say that the reason we have to have lechem mishnah is because of the man, you would say that according to Rashi, you don't require it because they didn't have it in the midbar. At sudash lishit in the midbar, you don't have man, so it would assume that you don't need man at the midbar. In fact, many rishonim think that at sudash lishit you do not need lechem mishnah. Which would go in accordance with Rashi's opinion that it's a zeichel a man. We, we act as they acted in the time of the midbar, but they didn't have lech mishnah at. lishit. But one could argue, and I think the Ritva and Shabbos there on that sugya, the Ritva says even though it's a zeichel a man, the zeichel a man was to have to, double even on tzedash So the, the the Ritva says on Shabbos there kuf The Avshlishit Zecheleman Karishanot. Even Sudashlishit is also a Leman although in the midbar they really didn't, didn't have Lechemishna at Sudashlishit, but we should have it because we instituted that the Sudashlishit should have a Leman According to the Rajbah, this argument of course is superfluous. At the Rajbah, we certainly would require Lechemishna at Sudashlishit because Iske Shabbat Kfulim. Shabbat is a double has a double bracha, and especially according to the Kabbalistic interpretation that we learned that Sacha Kol we'd like to reach this idea of having twelve breads. So you have to have the two times three times two. So therefore at Sudash Lishit you would require Lechem Mishnah too. The same question that we discussed is the Lechem Mishnah today really because of the deportment of Bnei Israel in the Midbar, and we would try to emulate that custom today, or would we say that it's because Iskei Shabbat Kfulim, would have another few ramifications. I'd like to discuss the ramification of Yom Tov first. On Yom Tov, do we absolutely require Lechem Mishnah? Before we begin, I'd like to point out that I think the general custom is assumed by everybody that in Yom Tov we do have to have Lechem and I think that's the minhag Yisrael. But let's try to analyze, is that really necessary on Yom Tov as well? If we would say that the reason on Shabbos we have to have Lechem is, as the Rajbah says, in Yonav Kfulim, that the bracha of Shabbos is a double bracha, I question whether that would apply to Yom Tov. Yom Tov does not seem to have this concept of the in Yonav Kfulim, of the double bracha. And therefore, according to the Rashba, one may very well posit that you don't need Lechem Mishneh for a Sudas Yontif. If you hold that Yom tov is Zeche leman, if you hold the reason we have to have Lechem Mishneh is Zeche then we would have to have a serious discussion. Was there man on yomtov, or was there not man on Yom tov? The... Tosfus in Beitza, Daft quotes conflicting midrashim, whether there was, whether there was man on Yom Tov. If you would assume the man came on Yom Tov like he did on a regular day, and the whole reason we eat Lech Mishnah is then it would seem, nobody would think that on Yom Tov you have to have Lech Mishnah. First of all, there was man, so there's no man, and secondly, there's no Esek Kaful, there's no double bracha of Yom Tov. So there, one really could argue that you do not leave Nech- Mishnah for Yom Tov. If you hold there was no man on Yom Tov, and the reason we have lech Mishne is Zecher to the man of the Midbar, so then you would argue and say that on Yom Tov you do require lech Mishne also Zecher Laman, because there was no man on Yom Tov, and we should remember the lech Mishne of Shabbos and Yom Tov. If we would put the two arguments together, I raised the issue whether there's Lechem Mishnah at Sudash Lishit. I said, if, it ha- if we commemorate the man, then it would seem you don't need for, Lechem, for Sudash Lishit because they didn't have themselves at Lechem Mishnah at Sudash Lishit. But if you would say it's for Ya for Kaful, so you would say that Sudash Lishit also requires. But if you would hold that Sudash Lishit requires, then you would hold, it's not Zeichel Eman. It's because of Shabbos. If that would be true, then you should say that in Yom Tov there's no Lech, need for Lechem Mishnah. The only reason we have Lechem Mishnah on Shabbos is because of Eisek Kaful. That's why you have to have Lechem Mishnah to dash And on Yom Tov, where there's no Lechem Kaful, then you would not require, but if you hold that it's because of man, then it would depend of man. The Rambam in Hilchos Shabbos, Perek Lamed, says, an interesting halacha in Periklamed. The Ram, halacha test. The Rambam says kol sudas mishloshtam kikros. The Rambam has an idea that is not. We're not going to go into now. That every meal requires a wine at the meal on Shabbos. Even sudash lishit. Our minig, of course, is Friday night. We make kiddush. And we think kiddush Friday night is a din Torah. Suda Shabbat in the morning, we also make Kiddush, but we don't think that's a din Torah, that's a the to make what we call Kiddush HaRabba on Shabbos morning. But most people do not make Kiddush or do not drink wine at Sudash Shlishit. The Ramam has a concept of Kviya Suda of having wine at the third meal as well. But the Ramam not only has wine, the Ramam says you have to have Lechem at Suda Shlishit. Now, we saw that if you have to have Lechem Mishnah sudash lishit, it must be because is Kei Shabbat Kfulim, because Shabbat is double. And if that would be true, then we said in Yom Tov, you would not require Lechem Mishnah. And the Rambam in the same halacha says, kol alayayin kikot. You have to have two breads at every meal, biyamim tovim. And the Rambam thinks that you should eat sudash lishit on Yom Tov as well if you should eat Sudash Lishit at Yom Tov as well, and you should have Lechem Mishnah, it would seem that the Rambam could not learn either because iskei Shabbat Kfulim, because if that would be true, you wouldn't need it on Yom Tov, but he couldn't learn because of man, because if it were be because of man, you don't need Sudash Lishit at Yom Tov. We might argue that according to the Rambam, there are really two Halachas. On Shabbos, you should have Lechem both because of what happened in, in the Midbar, and because Iskei Shabbat Kfulim. When is both halacha supply. On Yom Tov, perhaps only one halacha applies. Perhaps there is no Iskei Yom Tov Kfulim. But nevertheless, Zeichel Aman should be on Yom Tov as well. It's interesting that in my family, my father used to be Makhbe to have Lechem as a sign of a special Yom Tov. Like, in our house, even in Yom Kippur, at the suda Arv Yom Kippur, we used to have lechem mishnah on purim we used to have lechem mishnah the, the whole sheer that we gave today this whole sheer discusses what you need the reason for lechem mishnah is because of is or because of of the man obviously this does not have anything to do with a special suda but nevertheless somehow that at least in my family that's the way we somehow Un- understood that the idea of Lechem denotes a special Yom Tov. If that would be true, obviously in Yom Tov, the idea of Lechem is not just because of man or because of issa Sakav Kfulim, but because t- we want to note it's a special day. The, one last question that I'd like to raise very briefly, are women chayev in Lechem We would first have to raise the issue if women are chayev in Sudash Lishit and in, Le- in Lechem at all. The, uh, most Rishonim, Rabbein Tam and, Ra- and Iran, both agree that women are chayyav in sudash lishit. Rabbein Utam says because it's zeichel aman. Now, if Rabbein Utam holds that sudash lishit is zeichel even sudash lishit is zeichel l-man. so, if you would require Lechem mischneh for sudash lishit, it would seem to be that it's because of asla kav So you could argue that women are chayiv in sudash lishit, but not necessarily in lechem The Ran says that women are chayiv in sudash lishit because in all halachos for Shabbos, men and women are equal. Zohar v'Shamar taught us that women who are chayiv in shmirah Shabbos are chayiv in Shabbos, and the Ran extrapolates that all halachos of Shabbos are the same between men and women. If that would be true then women would be chayev in Sudash Lishit and be chayev in Lechem Mishnah as well. Again, the question would be if women are chayev according to Rabbi because of the man, because of the Zechel a man, or because of the ran, it's asakaf Kfulim, and everything on Shabbos, men and women are the same. I have not found anyone <coughs> who relates to this question specifically and says that women are exempt from, Suda, from Lechem Mishnah. From Sudash Lishit, I said almost every rishon agrees that women are chayev, but they do not say clearly whether women are chayev in Sudash Lishit. The summary of what we've learned is that there's a din of, sud- of Lechem Mishnah, there is a machlokas, whether it's a chayev minatora, a chayev of but we, we have a, the basic question, is it a chiyuv because only because of the man, or because of this concept of Shabbos being double? And there might be distinctions between Sudash Lishit, Sudash Yom tov, and the obligation of women.